This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, January the 28th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Thursday. It's what I like to call a daily dose of the double. He's the guy who brings this show to you. And what is this show about? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Give us a call at one 800 951 And the lovely Sarah will be there to take your calls, answer your questions. Just be nice to you is what she may do. Or you can go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable. Once again, this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Its owner, his name is Joe Jaquint. We call him the Double. Joe Jaquint, JJ, the Double. Dude, how are you today? Hey, good morning, and uh, what an exciting day. Beautiful day here in the Valley of the Sun. we got all the car auctions going on out here, and then next week, it's the golf tournament, and, of course, the Super Bowl it's will be upon us. Of course, Super Bowl is what, in San Jose, no- Northern California? They would have you believe it's in San Francisco, but that's not true. It is in San Jose. It's the, home, of the Niners, home of the Niners. Home of the Niners. But it is in San Jose in Silicon Valley. Isn't that the Silicon Valley area? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right, so there's a lot of money happening. I imagine next week we're going to see a lot of... IT and tech companies really sponsoring the event, you know? I really think so. But I will tell you that I did not know this. Yesterday I heard you and someone else talking about the Barrett-Jackson car show. Yes. That it cost $50 just to get 65. in the dot. $65 That's for a, a ticket just to get in General mission, you're a nobody. Yes. Just, to, just to look around. Let me ask you a question. Do you think they charge the bidders that? Guys that are coming up and holding up those little fines. Listen, those bidders pay. They pay, huh? Oh, they pay. So it's not free for the rich guys. Well, okay. Especially right. when you buy a car. Wow. Well, I know they're paying a mint on those cars. Right. Right? I mean, probably the worst place to buy the car. But Is that but that, it, that show? Is that those shows? But that's where, you know, it's all ego, right? You, you get your ego stroked and you let everybody know. You're How buying, the 1% does. Well, that 1% is compensating for something <laughs> when they spend 125000 on a $75,000 car. <laughs> did you see my car, by the way? Did you see where I bought it? Yeah, on TV. You know what? It's like buying gold from a guy on TV. It's the same thing. You're getting raked. You're getting raked is right. Uh, beautiful day, though, here in Phoenix, Arizona. i got to tell you, boy, the weather has been perfect. And we got to experience it firsthand yesterday. What a great day that was. We did. We had a, a free round of golf, and, and Homer and I enjoyed it immensely. A lot of activity. What a tangled web that is the financial well-being of all of your bank accounts, all of your stock trading accounts, your IRA accounts, your 401Ks, you name it. There is so much to talk about today. We're going to try to at least get to all the main points. Obviously, yesterday, the Federal Reserve released the minutes of their meeting, and really interesting, because they raised rates at the, we'll call it the latter half of December. The 
fourth quarter of the year was almost over. And in the minutes yesterday, the Federal Reserve admits, hey, the economy slowed down in the fourth quarter. Almost like they were saying, oh, we weren't expecting that. And I'm thinking to myself, you get more data than anybody. You didn't already know this when you did it. But this is part of the statement, the other part of the statement. So that gave people hope that the Fed was going to hold off on rates. They didn't get that far. They kind of got near it, but still said, you know, hey, we're, we're not telling you what we're doing. That's kind of how they left it. Things have gotten a little worse. We're still watching all the global stuff. We're a little worried. And here at home, things have slowed. But we're not sure what we're going to do. And they didn't share anything other than that. And that was really the gist of it. They didn't come right out and say, hey, we're just taking things off the table. But they got right up to it. Here's, here's, what, here's what I'm going to tell you. If they were going to raise rates in March, they would, have been, they would have had a much harsher tone. They didn't. So I think March is off the table. I think it's really off the table, but they just want to give the illusion that it isn't. There aren't rate hikes. As a matter of fact, Austin Goolsby, I don't know if you guys remember him. He was uh, worked for President Obama during his first term. He's one of his advisors. He came out on CNBC and said, yeah, they're going to go back the other way again. And you have to wonder what it is that he knows. And just some big things happened all in the last four or five hours. Number one, there was a report. As a matter of fact, the Russian oil minister came out and said, hey, we're talking with OPEC about an oil cut, a production cut. Then OPEC about 10 minutes ago, released a statement saying, we haven't talked to the Russians. What is it all about? We're going to find out. Pending home sales for December. Well under expectations. We'll talk about that. Auto Nation, their CEO, Mike Jackson, car sales slowed significantly in December, we are preparing for what he called peak sales. We had first-time jobless claims. We had a couple of other things that I haven't even had a chance to get to yet. We're going to try to put the whole web together today. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Homer Lopez, what a glorious day today is. And and I'm going to try and get to everything, go through it as quickly as I can, and yet still not leave out anything, any of the important details. Because a lot of things have happened in the last, 20-some hours when you go back to the Fed meeting. So after the Fed meeting ended, 
in the minutes came out, the Dow lost just just under 300 points, finished down 280 points. Gold, which had closed, was open for electronic trade, went from $1,116 to $1,124. This morning... It was trading between 11.20 and 11.22 pretty much since 5 five o'clock this morning. Then the news broke about the Russians talking to the Saudis. OPEC says no, but I think it happened. But it didn't happen for the reasons people think it. It happened, and we'll get to that. Then we had durable goods come out, the durable goods report for the month of December. And it was devastating. We were expecting a pullback. We were expecting a negative number. About six-tenths of a percent is what people were thinking. The actual number came in, and it was, I mean, it was bad. It was down well over 5% for the month of December. And then they had actually went back and revised November's number lower as well. So December came in at negative 5.1%. Of course, durable goods, those are things, they call them long-lasting These are washers, dryers, automobiles, airplanes, appliances, furniture, you know, things that you would associate with a growing economy. Came out negative 5.1. And even when you took out transportation, because we know Boeing, right, Boeing has surprised the markets this week with how soft things have gotten. Mike Jackson from Auto Nation this morning said, "Yeah, we we got we got sales in that fourth quarter, but it cost us quite a bit. We had to give away a lot of incentives to get it, and it doesn't look like the number is uh, sustainable, right? The sales have peaked, but even when you stripped out the transportation section. Sales were down, and this was supposed to be a positive number, was down 1.6% for everything else. The furniture, the appliances, all of those things. So it kind of made sense when pending homes came out that that number was soft as well, because if people were buying homes, what do they buy? You gotta buy you got to buy washer, dryers, electrics, all that stuff. You right, whether, whether you got to buy it, the home builder's got to buy it. you got to get bought. got to have the dishwasher in there, the microwave, the stove, you know, all that stuff. So I want to get back to my point about what the Russian oil minister said and what I think it actually means and why we're having this really interesting tug of war this morning. I believe that if they really, truly are talking about cutting, because let's face it, the story has been, they should have been cutting 
$30 in oil ago, but they didn't. They weren't cutting at 60. They weren't cutting at 50. They weren't cutting at 40. They haven't been cutting at 30. So why all of a sudden today would they come out and say we're talking about production cuts? Because that made me curious. Really? You let oil get devastated? But now you're going to talk about something didn't quite add up for me. Because let's face it, you know, where did all the extra oil really come from? When you think about all the production around the globe, almost all of it came from us. And the whole mantra so far has been, hey, wait a minute, we shouldn't have to cut. The United States, they're the one pumping all this extra oil. They should cut. And, of course, they're bankrupting all of our companies, and we're seeing all the layoffs and all that other stuff happen. But what if? Start thinking about all the pieces of the puzzle. Let's try to put the web together. We talked about the devastation in the shipping industry. right? The tankers are empty. The freighters got nothing in them, right? We did that story, uh, what was it, a week, two weeks ago, where you can rent a, a Ferrari, and it costs you more to rent a Ferrari for a day than to to rent an, a freighter, a shipping tanker that's three football fields long for a day. When we talked about rail. How all the, the railroads are saying layoffs are coming, there's no freight. The backups at the ports have gone away. What if, and this is what I think, it's spreading. And now the Russians and the Saudis are saying, hey, it's getting worse. The orders that we're getting are going down. Even with the price falling, there's still the orders keep falling. Look at yesterday. We had 11 million extra barrels of crude in the United States yesterday. That's almost a million and a half. That's more than a million and a half barrels a day too many. Just here. How bad is it really? And then I found, you know, and it's funny how things come together. I found this in the money section of the USA Today. It wasn't on the front page. It wasn't in the Wall Street Journal because I checked. Right? It wasn't in the Financial Times. I didn't see a headline on CNBC or Market Watch. But a new government report, it was issued to members of Congress, and it warns of rising threats to the United States' financial stability. It is including the looming risk of surging corporate loan defaults. Excuse me? So far, I mean, we just had all the bank earnings. 
I mean, yeah, the write-offs went up a little bit. Right? They added a couple hundred million dollars worth of bad debts. Of course, I told you that was a farce. It says, well, big banks and other systemically important financial institutions have been steadily reducing their risk since the financial crisis. It said that debt now among non-financial companies is at an historic high relative to the United States gross domestic product. See, and this is the same situation that we had back in the financial crisis. The amount of debt was unsustainable to the amount of GDP of the country. It doesn't matter where it is. And it says that the Office of Financial Research, which is an independent unit of the United States Treasury Department, it's amazing what you learn when you read stuff, you know? The Treasury Department's got an independent office of financial research. I didn't know that. Guess what? Yeah, I'm going to be reading a lot more of their stuff. It says that slowing economic growth is hurting companies' ability to repay their loans and will lead to a tidal wave of defaults to the... This was the report issued to Congress yesterday. What do you think that'd be headline news? Well, all they want to talk about right. is Trump not doing the debate. Right, tonight. Trump's not doing the debate. By oh, the way, that's the world's greatest news. Is he brilliant? That actually may work for him. I don't know how, but it seems like it is. They would have you believe it may backfire as well. I don't think it is. People I've talked to, matter of fact, we were golfing yesterday with a couple of people, and what did they say? Might be a great move for him. Good for him. That's what I heard, right? Yeah. I was like, really? It says that according to the Dodd-Frank Act, this wave of defaults could in turn hurt the banks, where all our money is, which are already seeing loans to energy companies sour due to the heavy decline in oil prices. It's the fourth annual report from this group. So apparently this is a relatively new branch. This must be uh, after the financial crisis they've created this uh, independent agency. It warned of other looming threats to the financial system, including concerns that persistently low interest rates could prop could prompt investors to seek out riskier investments. Yeah, anytime you buy a stock, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> and may encourage excessive borrowing. It says that the U.S. economy has re- remained resilient, but is appearing to slow down. So what does it all mean? So here, the independent arm of the Treasury is warning. We got debt problems again. All of a sudden, allegedly now, I I wasn't there, so I can't say for sure. The Russian uh, oil minister, I mean, he came out and said it happened. That the Russians and the Saudis 
are talking about cutting oil. And the reason they're talking about cutting oil has nothing to do with the price. Because I'm firmly convinced the Saudis and the Russians don't care if it goes to 20. But I think we're starting to see the contagion that we're all worried about. Caterpillar today came out with earnings. Do you know what they said their sales were down in 2015? I mean, I had to sit down because I was, I'd never seen a report like this before. 23%. They lost essentially 25% of their business in 12 months. Then, after the release, you know, the CEOs go on their conference calls. During the conference call, he said, 2016, we're going to lose even more. So now you have, at least as far as I know, the largest maker of equipment in the world saying sales are already off 25% and they're going to get worse. We had the largest car seller in America come on television today and say car sales have peaked. The National Association of Realtors came out on TV and said pending home sales for the month of December were nil. They were flat. Matter of fact, only one part of the country even saw any increase at all. That was the Northeast before the blizzard. Patriot Radio News Hour. It's halftime. Putting all the pieces together. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And you're starting to wonder, how bad is it really getting? No fuck Southern. They're cutting jobs this morning. They said that rail transportation continued to decline. They're eliminating 1,200 positions and said that they are now getting ready to slash investments between now and 2020 by almost a billion dollars. They said that uh, a 30% decline in fourth quarter profits. These are just huge numbers. I mean, you know, when, when businesses decline, you know, hey, maybe they went, they were down 3% or 4%. But we're seeing Caterpillar is at 25%. Astronomical numbers. The railroads, 40%. Right? Boeing comes out and says, and, and their cargo freight, we're cutting the, the production in half. And then you start looking at all this other ancillary data to go along with it, and you're like, what's going on? Then the, there's a... An, A company called Green Street Advisors, they track shopping malls here in America. And and they said that shopping malls are beginning to empty again. Talking about the tenants, not the people, but the tenants actually in the shopping malls. They just slashed their next four years of shopping mall growth and essentially just took it all away. So there's not going to be it. None. Biggest problem, big box retailers, all the quote-unquote anchor stores, 
are disappearing. Your Macy's, your Dillard's, your J.C. Penney's, your Sears. And we see it right here in Phoenix. We see it here, right? You have, you have one of two things. You either have the mall that the people go to, or you got empty. I mean, that's all you have. At least here, like Scottsdale Fashion Square, that mall's full. Yeah, right? and Phoenix Metro? Empty. You, you, you go over to, to the Arrowhead Mall, that mall's got people in it. Right, We've got shops and Fiesta, not so much, and you just a, it's all or nothing. And I think it's that way everywhere. And then you start looking at rents and all of these other things, and now what's going to happen? How many more Sears and Kmart's can close? Do you remember when we asked the guy how much it cost to have a kiosk in the mall? You know those folks that just sell the little covers to your iPhone or that sell trinkets and trash? You know what I'm talking about? The little kiosk. Right, when you yeah, walk- yeah, yeah. What do you think it costs to rent a kiosk in a mall monthly? That's a great question. Because he answered it for us. I don't remember when we did that. $7,000 a month for a kiosk. So what do you think, Macy's, what do you think these these fashion stores are paying a month for 23,000 square feet to sell clothes? So let's just look at the data that we've got here, okay? Durable goods orders down 5.1% in December, and that's the, what, four out of the last five months down. I think when you total up all the downs and add in the one little and the plus was a pretty small number, you're almost at 10% in just the last five months. That's a huge cut. We know about rail cars. We heard from Caterpillar today. We knew it was bad. But I had no idea that they lost 25% of their sales. And then they come out and said, we're going to lose more in 2016. Then Norfolk Southern, down 30%. Right now, all of a sudden, allegedly, maybe, oil consumption and oil demand has fallen so far that the Russians and the Saudis may be forced to cut just to keep the oversupply where it is. Not to actually have the oversupply go down, just to keep it from being even worse. It's a good thing it ain't milk and goes bad. Then we have the Treasury Department, their new agency that was created after the financial crisis, for the first time in four years, tells Congress, yeah, we got a problem. And it's a whole lot more than just oil and energy loans going bad that the big banks are telling you about. Then, I just, this just, maybe is it tied together? I'll let you decide. Germany is now accelerating bringing back its gold into the country after decades of storing most of their gold overseas. In a statement released by the Bundesbank, Germany's central bank, it has now moved another 210 metric tons back into the vaults in Frankfurt, 
According to the report, they took a hundred and ton, hundred and ten tons back from Paris, and a hundred tons back from the Federal Reserve Building in New York. Germany's now deciding. You know what? I know you've been holding this for a while, and and you did a good job, right? We're you know you did good, but I think it's time we we bring it back here. I think we're going to hold it from now on. What do you think that means? It says that Germany, for the first time, now has more of its gold held in its own country than it does abroad. And then the Bundesbank says that they they are planning on increasing the amount they're going to bring back, and they're now going to do it through the year 2020. Since the sovereign debt crisis of 2012, Germany has made an effort to be more transparent about its gold holding after accusations from German citizens that it was lying about the amount of gold it actually holds. Now, the funny part is, and I think this is great, right? They got 100 metric tons back from uh, the New York Federal Reserve, and I, I'm just thinking, Got this freighter. It's three football fields long. <laughs> okay. All the gold ever mined in the entire world, ever, from the beginning of time. You don't even, you don't even need a football field. You just need a basketball court. Now, granted, it would be 80 feet high. So picture a freighter. Three football fields long, and these things are big. You can get all the gold ever mined in the entire world on one of those freighters and have plenty of room left over for that Chinese crap. Finish that thought when we return. Connecting all the dots. Such a tangled web, isn't it? The German Central Bank is very pleased at the increased pace that they've been getting their gold holdings back to Germany. Now, when you realize how little space it would take to store a hundred metric tons of gold, Take one of those. Here's a great way of putting it. You know those little cargo containers? You know the ones that they, they use now to make houses out of? Well, they look like right. a railroad car. Right. There you go. Right? That's probably 100 metric ton. And you probably still have room left. There. You probably still fit your motorbike in there and a couple of couches. You know. Still have room in there. Live in there with your gold. Right, right. You live right in there with your gold. And then you think about... All of these shipbuilders, shipmakers, and they're like, hey, we'll let you have the, you can rent the whole thing for like a thousand bucks. Germany could have just brought the thing, put it into the harbor there in New York and said, load it up. And about 10 minutes later, they said, okay, all done. Bring it on home. Which, would make sense.
But that's not what's happened. They are now, this is several years in to repatriating this gold, this alleged. Now, funny thing is, Paris, that's like like right around the corner in, in Europe, right? That's like a subway ride. That's all it is. And yet, it's taking all of this time. And I believe in, you know, because the article said, you know, people were doubtful that they actually had, you know, the, we, we have the gold we say that we have. And all of those things point to me. I look at, you know, gold got hammered for no reason. We look at demand's been astronomical. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't the billionaires doing it. Maybe it's the central banks doing it. Uh-oh. Things are getting really bad out here. People are going to want to start seeing this gold actually be here. We better start getting it. we got to get it out. <laughs> we got to produce it. we got to start getting it. Hopefully Double J doesn't figure out that 100 metric tons of gold is only one cargo container. Right? I mean, wouldn't that make sense? If you're going to do, get, get, they could have it done in a couple of days. I don't know how long it takes to go from New York to, to Germany on the boat. But, I mean, the whole rest of the boat would be empty. I'm no mariner. I couldn't tell you either. Right? Hey, we need a smaller ship. How about for a real small one? I mean, are all of these things, I guess we can believe, right, that none of these things are tied together, right, there's coincidence, right? Or the opposite, that they're all tied together. That's it. Exactly. Or they're all tied together. You look at the Federal Reserve statement yesterday. One of the most craziest statements, Wall Street doesn't even know what to do with the statement. They lost almost 300 points yesterday. The Dow, which was trying to list crude oil at one point, now, well, in all fairness, at one point, crude oil was up like $3. It's now only up a dollar, but it's still higher. And everybody knows now in the new world, higher gold means higher Wall Street. Wall Street's now down 50, going the other way. Gold's unchanged. It's $1,116. I guess, depending on fairness, depending on where you look. Uh, you go out to allamericangold.com, you'll see gold's down $8. Because of that elect- that that electronic trading period between when gold was closed on Wall Street, still open electronically when the Fed minutes first came out. But from the New York close yesterday to right now, gold is unchanged at $1,116 to the ounce. The Germans have increased their repatriation of their gold, said they're going to do more of it now all the way through 2020. Already say we, we've got almost half of our gold back now in the country for the first time in at least the history that we, as we know it since they shipped it out after the World War. And how is all of this tied together? What does it all mean? Now we have the Treasury Department's financial research arm, which was created after the financial crisis 
yesterday told Congress there's trouble again. And immediately following that, we got the durable goods number, which was, I mean, I knew it was going to be bad. No one expected that. Then followed by the car dealers, followed by pending home sales, all of a sudden followed by the Saudis and the Russians allegedly having a meeting talking about what we're going to do because there's so much oil. That was a bad news day yesterday, wasn't it? That was just between yesterday and, and when we got on the air this morning. Could be a sign of things to come. And that's the thing. Is it getting worse? I mean, because let me tell you, where's the last place you're going to hear about it? The last place you're going to hear about it is from Janet Yellen. The Fed's the last to know. The idiot box, that's the second to last place. All of these guys, by the time they actually get around to telling you it's happened, it's too late. If you hadn't seen Mark Faber and what he says is coming, I think that's the one that, that keeps me up right now. How bad it's going to be and how quickly it's going to happen. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. It may be time to repatriate some of your gold holdings. You do that by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. And I just said, you know what? want to really give a, a, a great opportunity. We've had a big run here. Especially when you think about what gold's done with a week of a Fed meeting. And gold's supposed to be down. It's not. And then you start thinking about all of the, just this week, five different analysts all coming out saying, oh, we missed it. Gold's not going to 1,000. Gold's not going to 900. Then you get the news out of Germany. Hey, just for no good reason, we're speeding up the re, the our, uh, getting our gold home, the repatriation. Yeah, we had, we decided to speed up the process. Maybe it's time that we need to do so today. Any U.S. Liberty $20 gold piece can take 50 bucks a coin off. The 1310 that puts the price down to 1260. Which and I'm letting you know that is a huge opportunity. Credit cards, we will take them, but you got to pay the credit card fee at that price. $10 gold pieces. I'll take 25 bucks off. Any $10 Liberty Gold piece, $10 off. If you want to buy a $10 Indian, I'll do the same thing. I'll take 25 bucks off on an Indian. So that's 665 minus 25, that's $640. If you're looking for silver, I got great news today on silver. We're going to be all cut up on Silver Eagles. All the 2016s are coming by the end of next week. They'll be on their way to you. 
If you're looking at buying a case of, of Silver Eagles today only, $3.75 over spot for a case. That makes a case $9,000. Silver right now is at 14 and a quarter. What's the price on that buffalo again? What buffalo? No, the $20 Liberties. The $20 Liberties. Yeah, at twelve sixty. Twelve sixty. The $10 Liberties. At, are at 25 off at six forty. If you want to do a $10 Indian, uh, let me get you the price on that. I'll take 25 bucks off on that as well. That'll be six ninety five on the ten dollar. That's what I mean. Indian I mean Indian, not buffalo. buffalo. I said buffalo. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I love having you. <laughs> it's I just want to make sure to get the right price. So you're going to get fantastic savings all across the board. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you missed yesterday, platinum, it's on its way. It's on its way. All you out there that have been waiting for platinum, we will be shipping the middle part of next week. U.S. Silver Eagles. There is a couple, just a couple of you that had cases that you're waiting on. Those are coming. They're going to coming out. They'll be out. They'll be on their way to you next week. And essentially, we are going to be all caught up. Take advantage. Be your own central bank. Repatriate some of your old, those Federal Reserve notes back into what the forefather said was real money. Gold and silver. 800-951-0592. Everybody, take care. God bless. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.